Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another, surprisingly, uh, Sterling City Radio. I am Alison Kennedy, your host, and here with us tonight, nope, Ross again is not with us this week. We have, in his stead, Andy, or Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> not so much with intros over at Shieldcast, are we? Um, I'm guessing that's no, what I, I believe I, it is. I was making a I was making a joke because Ross always does his Ross or his Ross show. Right. Okay. Your timing was off. That was why. <laughs> so yes, we have Andy over from Agents of Shield, who you may have heard the dulcet tones of in the last episode we'd done covering last week's. Um, but tonight we have Arrow episode was called the Return, and we have Flash Fallout to talk to you, which is kind of clever after last week's was the Nuclear Man. This one's the Fallout. <laughs> um. But before we kick into that, we do have some news. Uh, Doug Jones has been cast as Deathbolt in episode 19 of Arrow. I'm not too familiar with him. Deathbolt is, uh, it's, I think it's Jake Simmons. Uh, he's a professional criminal. Single. <laughs> um, Jake Simmons aka Deathbolt was introduced in the comics in 1983 All-Star Squadron and uh, IGN report says that Arrow's version will be a metahuman with the ability to harness and weaponize plasma energy now that seems like ah yeah okay but when you think that we have not seen a metahuman in Arrow Andy since Cyrus Gold possibly um, which was phew, season 2 second half of season 2 possibly yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting that we're getting metahumans back do you think we should have more of them in Arrow, or are you kind of happy with the grittiness that we're getting, street crimes? Mm, well, I mean, the, the problem is that Arrow might struggle to deal with the metahumans, but he can always invent a new Arrow, like a, a gadget Arrow, to deal with them. <laughs> the like gadget. Boxing glove. Boxing glove Arrow. Boxing gloves appeared. The boxing gloves yeah, appeared. I know. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Doug Jones was in Hellboy. He was the fish guy. Uh-huh. Uh, you know the kind of blue fishy guy yeah, yeah oh I, that's the same actor I don't yeah. think it will look so fishy in this because uh, no. Death, <laughs> Deathbolt looks like uh, a green flash outfit with a purple hood and cape which is it's kind of green goblin old school colours and he's got like a green Mohican um, so it'll be interesting to see I don't think it will look like that in Arrow it's definitely not nope. as he's definitely not as bad looking as uh, the original Pied Piper, who you may have seen on our Twitter feed, who was um, in, <laughs> yeah. in the um, Adam West um, vein of comic heroes. Um, so, and uh, Robbie Amo was asked, uh, "Are we going to see Firestorm in Arrow?" As he posted a picture of himself with Stephen Amo, his cousin, in costume. So, I think we will see him. Even if we don't, it'll yeah. be a crossover, you know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's gonna they're gonna be together in, in a future. Uh, not together like that, but <laughs> they're gonna be in the same episode. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely say that's almost a guarantee because it's the same universe. They're not gonna keep a big character like Firestorm out of Arrow, and I, I, we'll get into the Firestorm discussion during the episode because obviously we've seen a bit more of Firestorm this week and with some opinions and last the last episode I think myself and Andy did. Um, but we'll move on with the news and Wonder Woman the movie. Wonder Woman. Um, started shooting this fall with Gal Gadot. Now, I'm okay with the casting. I think it could be done quite well, but I'm not overly... In, I'll go and see it probably, but I'm not overly interested in a Wonder Woman movie. I've just never been a fan of the character. Um, I don't know about yourself, Andy, Wonder Woman. Do you think you uh, have to... No interest. No? no interest in Wonder Woman at all, man. 
Uh, she's not really a favourite of mine either. I just have no interest in the character's backstory, you know? Nope. Um, so, yeah, I'm quite sure she'll be good, and I'll obviously see her in Batman vs. Superman. Um, but nah, we might, apparently there's possibly going to be another wee teaser of Gal Gadot. I wonder when we're going to see the first teaser trailer of um, Batman Superman. Jink, this Christmas? Earlier? Yeah, well, I mean, remember there was, uh, there was the one at Comic-Con? Mm-hmm. They still haven't even released that, and that's like what six months ago now. Yeah, at least. Yeah, at least six so months ago. They must have like a decent amount of footage in the can. The trailer should be due to drop anytime. Yeah, well, I think the the shooting in the movie got delayed because Ben Affleck got injured, as far as I remember reading. He injured himself during a take, so they had to delay shooting. Hmm. Um, that was the whole reason. Um, <laughs> apparently, she got Adam. They should have got Adam West to fill in. Adam West, yes, because <laughs> his body. Wee. If you Adam Wee. <laughs> Damn you, Cole Hogg. It's a shouting match you want, hey? Um, anyway, <laughs> so Supergirl, show Andrew is interested in, uh, which may or may not cross over with Arrow and Flash. Discussions have been held. However, what I think they're doing, and we've discussed before, Andy, is they're saying we'll wait and see how it does. Basically, what CW is doing is they're going to wait till season one's finished and see if it's good enough, you know, to get a season two before they go, yep. yeah, we'll cross over. It's... Um... Uh, is it is it on the CW as well? It's yeah. on CBS. CBS is that the same company? I don't. I don't I'm know. not sure. CW is Warner Brothers, obviously, but um, yep. CBS. I don't know if it is, but if if it's not, I reckon what they've done is they've basically said, um, "We'll wait and see how you do." First of all, you know, because if they ruin the character, no one's going to want them to cross over with it. You know. No, that's true. There's um, um see see Constantine, right? Is yes. Is there any indication that Constantine is in this universe as well? No, not in this universe. No. Um, there's no need to have it in this universe. However, I will say there's one thing that could tie it in. Um, as far as I know, Andy, sorry, CBS is the Columbia Broadcasting System and has nothing to do with Warner Brothers. So, no. Um, in the Vixen spin-off that's coming this year, it's the, the animated series, which features Arrow and Flash from the CW universe. Vixen's kind of a magical, mystical character, which we've not really had in arrow or flash so that could be a good way of putting constantine into this universe although i'm not sure how they would do it because it's completely different you know the settings it would work with like a crossover but i mean um it depends if season two is going to happen there were rumors that sci-fi was picking it up and rebranding it as hellblazer for season two but nothing's been confirmed yet unless you've seen anything different than constantine no, I haven't, man. Um, I think I've got one episode still to watch of that. Oh, it was fantastic. One behind. It's really good, though. It's like it's gotten really good. Um, and oh, they did have Doctor Fate's helmet in that first episode. Yes, and the the writers have been questioned about it, and they said there is a story, but they've pushed it back for season two if it happens. So, yeah, um, that'll be amazing to see. But anyway, the news on Supergirl was um. Laura Benanti or Benanti has been cast as Alura Zorel, who was Kara's birth mum. Now, apparently she plays Nashville, which has got another hero in it. I believe it's got uh, the cheerleader. Um, what's her yeah, name? Claire. Something yeah. patisserie, whatever her real name oh, is. <laughs> Hayden patisserie. Yeah. Well, this if you if you click on this link I've just sent you, Andy, she doesn't look old enough to be um, Supergirl Melissa Benoist mum. She doesn't look old enough to be the mother. It'll be flashbacks. Yeah, I would imagine so. She's been described as a strong noble woman whose wisdom guides echoes through, echoes across space and time. So, providing a valuable Kara's journey towards becoming Supergirl. So that says to me that she's going to play the sort of Jor-El role to Supergirl. 
Um, and the first villain has been... Have you, did you hear the news about Lumberjack being the first villain for Supergirl? <laughs> I did hear something about that, yeah. That was interesting. But it's kind of <laughs> good that they're not going... It's, sometimes it's nicer to see they're playing these lesser-known characters, you know, rather than having to conform with the expectation of, like, a fan favourite. You know, sometimes they do interesting things. But I'm more interested in Supergirl than uh, the Krypton Retirement Home show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not interested in that. What is no. it? Superman's granddad. Super's grandfather, and that's sci-fi that's doing that one. I don't think that will have anything to do with CW's network. Not at yeah, all. No. No. However, <laughs> I would be interested. Supergirl. Obviously, there's maybe reasons why we can't have Superman and Batman just yet, or if we can at all. And obviously, there's the talk of the Titan show led by Dick Grayson starting. I'm sure there was a pilot shot for it already. I'm going to go ahead and say that that's going to get greenlit um, because superhero shows seem to be the way to go, and DC's kind of hot property right now, and Netflix kind of sewn down the Marvel side of things, so networks will be clamoring to get DC comic stuff. You know, um, Titans would be interesting see a Roy Harper crossover obviously and Supergirl would fill in perfectly she's got basically the same powers as her cousin Superman yeah um, so yeah that would be interesting to see once it happens so um, the last wee piece of news uh, you know we're fans of Gotham here I know Andy is as well I became a fan after the first interest the, the interesting start to the show I'll say um, <laughs> and believe it or not this is leveled out to be a fantastic show um, aside from spoiled little batman um who who um i won't spoil too much listeners if you've not seen this week's gotham obviously there's a new episode tomorrow night which i'm just about to talk about this week um in the adventures of baby batman which i don't consider a spoiler spoiler last week we had him go on a hike with uh, alfred like as if he was training to be batman this week he held a meeting in wayne enterprises <laughs> held, a, held a meeting in wayne enterprises i'll just let that sink in this 10 11 year old child Yes, I know the company's his, but come on, folks. You know, he, that kid needs sent to boarding school. Get him out. <laughs> get him off of this show now. Like, I, I, I will accept it if you're using him for the casual audience to go, yep, Batman's definitely here, but I want him gone season two, season three at the latest. Yeah, he it, is by far the, the worst, worst thing about that show, man. Worst thing. Absolutely. Now, I mean, there was some interesting things that happened. There was, like, um, I don't know if you've seen many spoilers for last week, Sandy, or whether I'm allowed to or not since... Um, I, I don't think I've seen much about it, to be honest. No, well, a certain um, famous family comes to visit, we'll say that. Well, they visit... Oh, the, the, oh, the, uh, the flying thing. Yes, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. I was trying to be spoiler-free for you there. So the no, Graysons, no, I heard about that, yeah. The Graysons arrive, and it's fantastic, because you get to meet the future Dick Grayson's mother and father, and obviously there's a big mystery going on, and an awesome part played, um, Jerome, Jerome, I think the kid's name was, Oh, he was he was great, and may or may not link into a further storyline as teased by the director. Um, yeah, Jerome was kind of well. I'll just let you, the audience, watch it, and we'll talk about it more next week because that kid's character was fantastic, especially the last part of it. Um, however, we'll move on before I start ruining the whole of Gotham for Andy. Um, <laughs> next week, the Red Hood gang, and we all know the Red Hood was the original um, nemesis. The original nemesis. The original. What word am I looking for? Persona? <laughs> but yeah, kind of persona, yeah. The original it's, persona? It's one of it's one of the origin stories. 
Uh, it's kind of the the more or less yes that's what happened thing the red hood gang but there's many tales different tales on the red hood gang like one of them joker was the leader the other one he was kind of set up by the red hood gang to take the fall you know so the red hood gang starts next week and it's a bit different it's a red balaclava so could this character be the joker who knows but the showrunners have basically said that jerome from last week and the red hood from this week do tie into the overall joker storyline in a way so who knows who's going to be the Joker and end up? But we did. I did find um, a link to the original Gotham uh, poster. I think I sent it to you, Andy. And in the top left, yeah, mm. yes, there's a wee teaser. There's the Joker card flashing. Very difficult to see if you weren't looking for it. Yeah, you have to zoom right in to see it. But yeah, it's definitely there. Yeah, Joker card. So I can't really question you too much on who you think is going to be the Joker. And obviously, we've not seen tomorrow's episode. Um, but what what do you think of Red Hood getting introduced to Gotham? Is this a good move? I think it's an awesome move. And the picture of James Gordon and Harvey standing with Red Hood in their hands is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really like the idea of it. Um, I, I, I sent you a picture the other day where I was mm-hmm. I was playing Batman Arkham Origins. That's right. And you, you got to play very briefly yep. as uh, the Joker Red Hood. Yes. It's quite cool. Yes. And uh, I, I, I don't know, like the uh, we need to wait and see like how it is, but I really like the sort of plastic helmet thing that they wear. Mm. It just looks, it looks like menacing. I don't know if a balaclava is going to do it the same. No, but he kind of, he'd carry, I've watched the trailer for this week's and he's got characteristics of the Joker. Like after they've robbed the bank, the guy with the red hood stands in the car and throws all the money away while the rest of the gang just kind of look at him as if to say, what are you doing? You know, so that's the sort yeah, of, uh, that's kind that's of very Joker-esque. Yeah, like I'm just doing it for, and he's like, give to the poor. To, but then again, wait till you see Jerome and the Grayson's story, and it'll conflict you on what's actually going to happen with this storyline, you know. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's absolutely, it's looking absolutely brilliant. Um, apparently, uh, Ivy and uh, Selena, who are currently staying in Jim Gordon's abandoned apartment just now, oh. um, <laughs> they get a makeover from Barbara. <laughs> okay. Yep, that's the storyline for that. Like, some of this show's absolutely amazing, and then the second... Uh, and, like, 50% of the show's amazing. I'd, I'd say 60% and 40% still yeah. batshit crazy ridiculous. Um, but I'm I'm really enjoying it, and I'm surprised that I did, but not as much as Constantine. Not as much. Mm. Not as much. I think Constantine's been consistently good since episode one, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Um, Gotham, not that Gotham's not been consistently good, but you must admit it started out pretty... Uh, zap pang zap bang and pow if you know what i mean like obvious yeah. and in the face references too heavy yeah elements of it are, were like hitting you in the face with a <laughs> fucking big hammer yeah like if i wanted a riddle enigma i'd read the funny pages yeah look at look at our batman villains look at them all look yeah. at them all i demand you look at them <laughs> yeah it's like uh you look and walk like a penguin penguin <laughs> you know like pointing at him. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, Gotham's kind of it's kind of evened out. I'd say in the second half of this, it's not as bad, even though there are still parts to it. And uh, the guy, I can't remember the actor's name, uh, Ryan from No Sea, uh, is is absolutely Ben McKenzie. Ben McKenzie's fantastic, absolutely yep. amazing. As is the guy that plays Harvey Dent and uh, Harvey Dent, Harvey Harvey Bullock. Harvey Bullock sorry, yeah. <laughs> Donald Logue. Do you know I hated him in the first couple of episodes because I really disliked him in Sons of Anarchy and also in Vikings. And I fuck, I was like, oh, this guy again because I'd been watching like both yeah. those shows just before I started watching Gotham. I was like, oh, not this guy again. But after like two or three episodes, 
Like, you really start to grow on me. Like, and now I absolutely love him. He's brilliant. Yeah. And also Fish Mooney. You can't forget about her. Who's, I really want to talk to you about it. There's an interesting story line going on with her just now where she is and stuff. And um, it's very Prison Break season three, we'll say. <laughs> okay. It's, what is he bag in this? Um, no, but it wouldn't surprise. That would make sense. Maybe um, John Maybe Sucre will show up in it and see. You know, that's what happened. Um, but no, I'm really enjoying Gotham. Like, I don't think DC can make a bad TV show. I really don't. Not at the, not at the moment. Krypton's no. not out yet. But even then, that may surprise us. You know, I don't think it will. But um, <laughs> it might. Um, so yeah, um, I mentioned a bit last week, Nanda Parbat's got an extended promo screens of uh, obviously Ray Palmer himself in the app suit, looks badass, there's a trailer up if you want to see it, you're quite sure you can find it with Google, um, but we've had quite a long news segment this uh, this week, so we'll, we shall move on to, um, aye, we'll go with Arrow first, um, since we went with Flash first last week, Um Arrow was called the return, and uh, Ollie took Thea to the island, as we all know. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was the two of them on the island. And this is the prison island, which is, I think it's Leanunundu, is the name for it. <laughs> I cannot pronounce it. Okay. Basically, uh, Leanunundu. And uh, obviously, everyone knows Deathstroke, aka Slade Wilson, has been kept prisoner there by Ollie. <laughs> yep. So Ollie decides to go and visit him, and he finds that the guard's dead and Slade is gone. <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but he's done it. Although we did see how it could have happened later in the episode with Thea. And uh, basically, Slade locks them both up and buggers off. <laughs> yep, <laughs> as you do. <laughs> as you do. So um, they end up having a fight with them. And <laughs> the flashback was more interesting to me. But Andy, why don't you talk a wee bit about the island? What you think of Thea being on the island and Slade managing to just get out and lock them up and bugger off? Do you know, like, this episode was totally confusing and conflicted because, they, like, why are they back on the island? Do you know what I mean? Why the fuck would you go to the island? But, yeah. Well, he went there um, on holiday, remember, after season one. In this, yeah, it's the first right. episode. He's just like, ah, I'm on holiday doing some chin-ups in the island. Yeah, he's like, I, I like to come here. It's my, yeah. it's my special place. It's my <laughs> now, that, now, that, now that transport is, is really available to get here, and now that I can fly my plane here, yeah. or helicopter, whatever it was. <laughs> just go back and forward anytime we want yeah but you know it was it, like i was watching it with ashley and i had to kind of explain to her what was going on she's like why is he i thought he escaped the island and i was like yeah he's just gone back to visit for a wee bit <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um they did end up fighting with slade and i couldn't remember and i think uh, the mirakuru is now out of slade but i was like why are they beating him quite quickly and like, I, mm. I went, he must not have Mirakuru left in him. He must just be left with the craziness. And the, he's obviously still got his badass training, but I think the Mirakuru must be gone. I cannot remember for yep. the life of me what had happened. Like, at the I, end of- I, I think that I think the Mirakuru is gone. And, like, they seem to, they did seem to beat him quite easily, though, and, like, get him all back in jail by the end of the episode, just yep. to sew it up in a neat little bowl. Yep, they did indeed. And they're going to need to get a new, um, a new cell built around the cell. Put a cell within the cell, so it's like <laughs> cell section. Um, yeah, or hire better guards. Hire better guards. Yeah, I think somebody said that in the episode. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, um, do you know? Do you know? I was surprised though. Mm-hmm. He got a fucking phone signal on the island for his satellite phone. Yeah. I was like, how, what? <laughs> how? How did that happen? Oh. <laughs> but yeah, he was obviously. Like, if, there, if there's a phone signal, why did he not like get a phone and fucking phone when he was trapped in the island? Well, we know he wasn't trapped in the island for five years, but yeah, he could have phoned someone and went. 
Oh, I'm stuck on this island. Can you come and pick me up, please? Yes. However, like the second part, which delved into the flashback of uh, the Ollie back in Stalin City with Masao, and he's after Shiena White, I think her name is. Um, they're selling off the virus, which uh, is called Dooms. I think she said Doomsday. Could be wrong. Um, and basically, they broke up the meeting, and Ollie went and paid a visit to Thea. And seen that she was buying drugs, <clears throat> he's seen a video from his dad talking about a list and saying that he'd failed his city, and he went to a party and killed a teenager. <laughs> well, he killed a teenage drug dealer. Still a teenager. <laughs> and I, I was kind of shocked, because obviously we're used to Arrow not killing anymore, but without yeah. hesitation he snapped this kid's neck because he refused to stay away <laughs> from Thea and pushed him off the balcony in the middle of a party. I think he, I think he kind of panicked because he obviously realised that the guy recognised him and obviously yeah. would have told everybody about like who, that he was still alive yeah. when he was supposed to be dead. So he kind of panicked and killed him because of that rather than for his drug dealing escapades. Yeah, um, but he kind of ruined the party. <laughs> yeah, he totally ruined the party. I don't think he really thought that whole thing through, and uh, it just really it really bugged me that he was going to all these places and like seeing all the characters that he supposedly hadn't seen for five years. Yep. Because like he was at he was at he was in he was in Queen Consolidated. Yep. He, he met right he met, the, right he, met Felicity. <laughs> he met he seen Felicity saying that he, <laughs> she thought he was hot. <laughs> yeah. So he's he playing at that. <laughs> he, he went to his best friend's like birthday party. Yep. And he also went home to his house. <laughs> yep. In a green hoodie. In <laughs> a green hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I'm sure Thea kind of spotted him at the party because it, it was Tommy Tommy Merlin's party, which is Merlin's mm. son, Malcolm Merlin's son. And, um, yeah, it was just kind of ridiculous. Uh, Detective Lance was walking about being a douchebag with a sort of side speech that he had at the beginning, you know? <laughs> he sounded like <laughs> Columbo. Um, telling everybody, he basically told uh, Laurel that she was a whore. Um, you know, when he was like, hanging about with rich millionaires. Um, <laughs> and uh, it was just, it was weird, but it was kind of, it was difficult to see. And at the end, I think his pal just did enough and said, uh, get in the car. But then he let him away. He said, we need to go. And then he let him mm, yep. he let him go off, and he get captured again. I'm sure. Um, I think that's why he just let him go because he knew that Argus would capture him, because um, Argus have obviously chipped him, I reckon. And they've captured him, and he's met up with the guy who said one more thing: we need to get rid of this virus. Come back for a debriefing, and I will leave you anywhere in this world you want to be. And I think after seeing his family and all that in such disarray that he's kind of, and the fact that Thea's moved on and kind of talking to his grave, that he's going to choose to go back to the island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I I, th- I think so too. Which is uh, I don't know. Um, like, cause he, he obviously his dad said said to him in the video, "Oh, you need to go and save the city." Yeah. So why the fuck are you like? Why the fuck would you leave the city again? Do you know what <laughs> I mean? You would go back to the city and immediately start working through his list. Mm-hmm. Like, or or maybe maybe like after this debrief, he goes right. Okay, I need to come back, but I need to like explain away how I come back. Yeah. So I need to go back to the right island I was shipwrecked on and just say I was there for five years. Yeah, basically. I don't get it. I, don't, I really don't get it. Well, I think there's still maybe another year or two to go of flashbacks before we're caught up. With... Oh, I just, you know, I just wish they would ditch the flashbacks completely. <laughs> like, it's okay having one one or two now and yeah. again to like add, flesh out a story, but every I episode. really wish... Yeah, every episode. And, and like these last two episodes were really flashback heavy. Like, Yeah. And I'm not the biggest fan. I like the island stuff, but see when the island stuff basically was kind of done after the ship blew up and stuff. Yeah. 
I was like, there's no need for any more island story. But obviously, we do need to find out, uh, like, the how reason. How you learn to fly, yeah. Yeah, how you learn to fly. Which could be episode 19, Broken Arrow, like I said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm almost sure. Um, but anyway, next week's is Nanda Parba, and we've got Atom fully costumed. Are you excited as I am to see Super... I mean, uh, Atom. <laughs> yeah, see when I was watching, I watched these two episodes back-to-back, right? And I was really, like, this week and last week's, yeah. I was really disappointed to not see Ray Palmer at all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, Ray! Oh, I know, but I, I, I'm fully, I'm fully convinced that Brandon Ruth can pull off a show on his own, mm-hmm. along with a certain cousin of Mister Stephen Ammo that we're about to talk to, whom we, we're about to talk about. Not too sorry, listeners. Get put, put, <laughs> put your pants back down. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. we're we're about to talk about uh, Robbie Ammo, um, who I think could also host a show. But an Atom show I could see working and Felicity if she goes completely and that's what i was talking about the last time like team arrows too crowded and it should just be roy ollie diggle and possibly canadian now and then but she should bugger off as well basically meet up with them now and then on fights um and atom should leave and even if they keep him in the same city just do a whole new show with felicity in charge mm. i think that would work yeah, well, I mean, they've, they've managed to do it successfully with Flash, so there's no reason why they couldn't do it with Atom. Yeah, but we're, we're waiting to see what happens with Atom, because obviously Flash last two episodes was more like a pilot for a certain hero rather than what we've had so far. But Ray Palmer's an interesting character. Brandon Ruth lights up the screen, proves that his acting wasn't what made Superman Returns a bad movie, um, <laughs> yep. even though it's still a 100 times better than uh, Man of Steel. But <laughs> Brandon Ruth is so charismatic, um, I think he's perfect for having his own show and with the success of Arrow and Flash CW would be mental to not give him it mm-hmm. yeah. um, so we don't know what's going to happen because the episode titles give very little away I'm just going to run through what we've got so far so next week is Nanda Parbat and like Andy said that's where he, that's basically Razagul's boxing ring um, <laughs> the week after we've got the offer don't know what's on, on the table to be offered but the, week, <laughs> the following week episode 17 is called Suicidal Tendencies Pass Number 18's Public Enemy. Again, not sure. Number 19's Broken Arrow, where John Travolta teaches Oliver Queen how to fly a plane. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Suicidal Tendencies episode, you would assume is Suicide, suicide Squad. squad. Yes, yeah. yeah, probably right. That would be awesome, because I, I do like the Suicide Squad. But apparently we're going to be missing a few members, like Bronze Tiger's not going to be in it this time. And I could be wrong, but I'm sure Deadshot's not in it. Oh. Uh, do not quote me in that, but I'm sure Suicide Squad is short a few members which is a shame. But it would be nice to see um, Slade Wilson getting captured and put in charge and Diggle having to work with him. I'd like to see Harley Quinn again as well, man. Yes. I still haven't watched my season two Blu-rays, but apparently there's a scene where she was actually shown fully in it, you know? Right, yeah. Um, I still haven't seen it yet. But Harley Quinn is interesting, but I don't know what's going to happen with her now that Gotham's talking about using her and Joker. Um, But Harley Quinn would be cool, but... Um, we'll wait and see so that's episode 17 so next week will be interesting well this week's episode sorry being sunday night well it's monday now tomorrow wednesday night's episode so <laughs> um well, that's basically it for arrow and and fallout was the episode of flash and andy do you want to take off in this one Tell us about um that. i'll 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 let you do mm-hmm. the take off on it. Sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> I watched that a few days ago and I'm like, no problem. What happened? Okay, so basically we got the um aftermath of um Joe and Cisco's report and they revealed to Barry Allen the night his mother was killed, the vision the magic mirror vision um that Cisco managed <laughs> to set up, however he done it, um, 
the blood was actually of an adult Barry Allen. So yep, he he was right, yep. he was the speedster there that we all knew. Um, what did you think of that? You weren't surprised. You couldn't have been surprised, Andy. No, I, I mean I think we'd kind of assumed that quite a few episodes ago. Now. Episode one. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> there was two. There was clearly two speedsters there. Uh-huh. You saw the blue. Eh, the blue. <laughs> you saw the blur. The <laughs> blur. <laughs> the blur. <laughs> like the worst superhero name ever. But um, we saw the two, uh, the red and the yellow streaks. So it was obviously there was two uh, speedsters there. Yes. Um, Barry and Caitlin investigated the explosion because obviously at the end of last week we had the explosion, mm-hmm. and they discovered that there was no radiation off of the explosion. Nope. So um, they went and Barry ran back after the explosion and they discovered that Ronnie and Martin Stein have separated into two separate people. I really like this episode because like we said last week, uh, Firestorm didn't seem right and I was kind of peeved when I was watching it as if to say, oh, come on, he shouldn't be like this because I know a bit more about Firestorm and mm-hmm. I've been reading some of it recently. And like Firestorm's a cool character. He doesn't show up too much in the main stories, but I'm glad they've done him. Um the way they done it last week, like you were saying, Andy, was that Ronnie was nowhere to be seen and uh, Dr. Stein was in control of his voice and his everything. Um, whereas this week, they done it really clever. They separated them. They realised that, they realized, sorry, that their brainwaves were in sync, which was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And um, they basically got, um, was it, I can't remember, General Ealing uh, found out about it and he kidnapped... Um, the Dr. Stein. Yep. So they discovered that um, when he was kind of drugged by Wells, who's a dickhead now, like full on dickhead, uh, Wells <laughs> drugged Dr. Stein and um, at home, Ronnie was with Caitlin and kind of stumbled like they can feel each other's pain and stuff because obviously yep. they're in sync. So he decides, inst- obviously he doesn't know Morse code, but instead of all these geniuses surrounding him, you know, you know, they know what he's doing. He's passing a message on to the kidnapped by the army's Dr. Stein who want to control Firestorm and ba- mm. make it into a military project. Instead of telling him, wait, wait, don't cut your skin and scar <laughs> yourself with the word where, tap and do that. No one thought of that, Andy, but do- <laughs> Dr. Stein, instead of slicing his own arm back to reveal his location, started tapping the desk. Now, that's a nice tattoo Ronnie's going to be left with. Um, for life, it says <laughs> <Yeah>. queer. Um, <laughs> Shittest tattoo ever. Worst tattoo ever. And um, Flash decides to go and rescue him. And it showed them working properly together. Once they accept the bond, they've got obviously the containment um, sort of chess piece. That's kind of cool because it goes out and it's in the design of the original um, Firestorm, which was obviously Ronnie, I can't remember Ronnie's second name, Ronnie Raymond I want to say couldn't remember but martin stein and they come together and basically stein's the one speaking in his mind but ronnie's in control of everything uh the actions and stuff and it's badass seeing firestorm and uh, i've seen glimpses of his costume i don't know if you ever got to see the costume andy did you see the firestorm costume um, well, I saw I saw the one he was wearing in, in that. Well, but... that wasn't really his costume. It was just over his clothes. There's more or less like a costume esque sort of thing that goes okay. underneath it. Um, but it looks cool. Um, it's kind of almost like an atom look. Yeah, that's the way I see it. It's like an, you know the way the atom comes out when you get the models. Yeah. Um, and I did enjoy it. Um, before we get into the big reveal at the end of the episode and that end scene with uh, a certain monkey man, 
Uh, what did you think of Firestorm? Was it done properly? Did you enjoy him now? Are you are you happy that Ronnie's in charge? The handsome lad's in charge and it's not the old guy? <laughs> yeah, I, I much prefer this episode. Uh, he, he has a much better sort of way about him. Like, he's much, much, he's a much cooler character now this way. Do you know, do you know what it reminds me of, right? Um, it totally reminds me of, like, Tony Stark, the way Tony Stark is with Jarvis. Where, because uh, he could obviously hear Doctor Stein like in his head, yes, yes. like giving him advice and stuff like that, and that totally reminded me of the whole like Tony Stark and Jarvis sort of dynamic that they've got when I was, when Tony's in the suit flying mm-hmm. about. Um, I did think he looked a little bit like Ghost Rider esque because he's wearing the whole black and he's got that like, right. he's got puts the Matrix on, and then obviously his head goes on fire and then he flies away. But it was like a sort of cool Ghost Rider look. <laughs> Uh, I, I do enjoy him and like uh, he's also got other powers where he can like bend atoms sort of thing like that's one of mm-hmm. his he can fuse stuff like he's also got the fire powers obviously but I've been reading a bit of the comics and I'm, I'm going to attempt a character rundown after this episode so bear with me listeners I've not done it but I'm going to try it um, but basically Firestorm he can like see if there's a in the, the first issue obviously this is from like the 80s um in fact, I'll tell you when it was. It was 1978, in fact, was the first appearance of the Nuclear Man. And um, it's Ronnie Raymond and uh, Martin Steen, as we know, or Stein. And uh, there's a taxi going to run somebody over, and he just makes the taxi disappear from time and space. So, Fuck's sake. He's a, That's he's, a pretty cool power. <laughs> yeah, he's not shown that yet, obviously. He's just yeah. been flame on, flame off, like the Human Torch. Um, so far, so we've not seen that side of him. So, what do you think? Were you familiar with him before, or is this your first experience of Firestorm? Yeah, I've, I've never... Uh, like, obviously, I've heard the name before, but I was totally not familiar with the character. But he's really cool. Yeah, see, it wasn't it wasn't uh, those guys that um, I actually first seen. Um, it was... Pff, I can't remember the two guys, but it was two younger guys that were um, <clears throat> Firestorm, and it wasn't Ro- Ronnie or Steen, as far as I remember. Um, so I, I cannot remember the names of them, but I'm going to give a rundown of the original one as far as I can. So um, please, please just be nice to me, people on Twitter and stuff like that, if I get anything wrong. Um, <laughs> so yeah, apart from that, we had uh, quite a reveal at the end that I was kind of hoping would have had a further twist to it. Um, <laughs> we had obviously Wells being the dick and poisoning um, Martin, the doctor, and the army came and got him and part and uh we seen <clears throat> reverse flash running along into the army base taking the general away and taking him to the sewers and his face is shaking and we're like oh who is it who is it and he goes who are you and it went to the back of him he took the mask off and i'm like we're not going to see the front here but mm-hmm. we got the com- confirmation of who's reverse flash so far in uh, flash cw and andy that man would be drums Harrison Wells or yes. uh, JD from Scrubs' brother. Yes. What did you think of that, <laughs> first of all? Um, it was like, oh, okay. I was kind yeah. of disappointed because I wanted, like like you did, I wanted a twist like yeah. to be somebody else. Yeah. But no, it was Harrison Wells. And it's kind of interesting because obviously we've seen Reverse Flash mm-hmm. beat up Harrison Wells, so I'm not quite sure how that worked out. Mm. Maybe it was like, that he, fast, he made it appear like he was beating himself up. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously we know that there's time travel involved, so he's somehow time-travelled back in time and beat himself up. Yes, to prove a point. 
<laughs> so that's kind of interesting. Um, I was kind of hoping for a further development that, uh, that it was a red herring. We were thinking all along that it was going to be Wells, and then it turned out it was um, Eddie after all. But no, as far as it, it looks, unless there's the one from the future is somebody else, as far as it looks, currently Reverse Flash is uh, Wells. And he dropped him off in a, a nice area, Andy, um, down in the sewers. Yep, a nice area populated by an enormous gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> Who was previously tortured by the general. Uh-huh. And uh, it looks like uh, Grodd has psychic powers after all. Yes, because he went, General. It's like, what is this? Mm. So he's talking now, and we've seen the full reveal of Grodd, and he looks quite good. I wouldn't say Caesar from Planet of the Apes good, um, mm. but he looks good. What, what do you think about Grodd? It's kind of a, an out-there character, and I like how they've not just thrown him in because it might put off some audience members, just thrown in this big fuck-off gorilla that can talk. But um, slowly but surely, inserting him in is kind of interesting. I would love to see what Arrow would make of this villain. But... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looks like uh, they're obviously like teaming him with Wells, mm-hmm. and they're kind of they're kind of making Wells... I, I, don't, I don't want to say like him, Wells be in charge of him, but Wells is obviously been his mentor when he was just a normal gorilla so yeah. he's obviously helping him out like get the grips with these pills and stuff like that as well and it looks like uh, i'm pretty sure he was going to wipe the general's mind or certainly of the event where uh harrison wells exposed himself to the general because obviously he probably doesn't want the general to remember that no i wouldn't say so no so who knows what's going to happen you know I, I liked grod like when uh I thought he looked really cool when they showed him full on. Like, I mm. thought he looked great. But the, some of the cuts they did in it were like a bit extreme, where like they would cut away and then it would just be like a, a gorilla's arm or mm. like a shadow of a gorilla like disappearing down the tunnel. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, it would have been cool if you'd seen Grodd do all the stuff. But obviously, that's that would have cost a lot more money to uh, CG and stuff like yeah. that. So. No, I, I liked it. It was decent. It was good. Um, I'm kind of disappointed with the reveal, obviously, of um, Wells being reverse Flash, but we can't get everything that we want, to be honest with you. And it's they've already got the difficult task of doing the whole timey-wimey-wibbly-wobbly for a casual-viewing Flash audience, you know? So, um, uh, I, th- I think it's great they're doing it. And, I, I mean... Doctor Who is a huge audience, and yeah, people but, can get to grips with the time, timey wimey stuff in that. So yeah, I know, but that's more like for a geekier audience, whereas this might have some just regular, uh, regular viewers, you know, that might get a bit confused if it hits it too heavy. Yeah, I mean, I think that they're gonna like introduce it gradually and get people used yeah. to it. And... I hope, I hope they do it the Speed Force route, like they introduce the Speed Force and explain that the Speed Force Barry can tap into it and travel through time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, we got in this episode the reveal that time travel is possible. <laughs> yes, from the, 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 that uh, I can't remember what his name was, the scientist guy. So like, yeah, time travel possible. Stein, yeah. Ronnie, Ray, but the other half of Firestorm. Um, was it that guy? I can't remember. Yep. Oh no, well said that he said yeah, it's possible, and then he said, uh, "What's the theory behind it?" He goes, "I'm a smart man, but you need some more sm- smarter to um, put it into application." And he went and seen Stein because remember he had to go and get his pizza. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> because obviously some of Ronnie Raymond's uh, personality traits has rubbed off in him, so he wanted uh, some pizza. The way she was talking, it was sound as if it was going to be kind of dirty that he'd got his mojo back or something. <laughs> you know, because yeah. she was answering the door in her like sort of um, nighty. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure how, what route that was going to go down, but no, apparently it was pizza that he'd picked up because that's Ronnie's favourite. Um, <laughs> 
So yeah, I'm going to try and give this rundown of Firestorm anyway, Andy. So the original Firestorm was distinguished by his dual identity. It was high school student Ronnie Raymond and Nobel Prize winning physicist Martin Stein. They were caught in a nuclear accident and they fused together into the nuclear man Firestorm. Now in the DC verse, um, we had uh, Firestorm as an acronym, um, a bit like uh, SHIELD. Yep. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what it stood for, but yeah. <clears throat> it actually stood for Federation of Intelligence, Reconnaissance, Surveillance, and Targeting Operations and Research Modules. Or Model, sorry. So yes, okay. that's what we've got in the DC one. But um, it, Firestorm was just the name of it because he thought that that was the, that was the appropriate way of that was appropriate calling himself that. So Stein was unconscious during the accident and Raymond was uh, in command of Firestorm due to this. So Stein was a voice of reason in his mind, able to offer Raymond advice on how to use their powers without actually having to control their dual form. Um, banter between the two was a hallmark of their adventures, like as we've seen already and like you pointed out, kind of like a Jarvis style relationship. Um, initially Stein was completely ignorant of the dual identity leaving him concerned about his unusual disappearances and blackouts but Ronnie was eventually able to convince him of the truth allowing them to bond as separate individuals so a bit like what we've seen so yeah. uh, basically Firestorm after the accident he started defending New York and he fought people such as Multiplex and Killer Frost oh Killer Frost okay. that's interesting because Killer Frost mm -hmm. is his girlfriend in um, yep. Flash <laughs> So, and I think we've seen Multiplex in the beginning of Flash, the guy that separated himself. Oh, he's the multiple guy, yeah. Yeah, multiple. I'm sure that's the same character. Ross will probably be shaking his head if he listens to this one. Um, oh, multiple, multiple Man is from Marvel. Multiple Man's Marvel, that's right. And uh, I think this was one. Yes, this is, this is the guy that the Flash fought, remember? And he split himself into loads of clones yep. of himself. So, yeah, basically, they're his main two villains, which is very interesting, the fact that Killer Frost, considering Caitlin Snow <laughs> yeah. is his girlfriend. Um, uh, that's good. Um, <clears throat> but it went on to be a amalgamation of three people, Andy. And I'm not right. going to go any further than this one because it gets even more confusing after this. If the <laughs> listeners want me to do, I will. Um, basically... Um, Firestorm, uh, to make him more relevant to the world and grittier, um, he pitted the, the new writer pitted Firestorm against the world. He struggled on a suggestion from the terminally ill Stein and demanded the United States and Soviet Union destroy all their nuclear weapons. And after tussling with the Justice League and most of his enemies, Firestorm faced against a Russian nuclear superhero called Posar <laughs> in the Nevada <laughs> desert. Uh, where they had an atomic bomb dropped on both of them. So when that happened, a new Firestorm was created, uh, resulting with the fusion of two heroes. This Firestorm was composed of Raymond and the Russian Mikhail Arkadin, but was controlled by the amnesic mind of Stein. So it gets even more confusing. So Stein's an amnesiac, terminally ill-dying man in this, this run of Firestorm, which I'm sure I'll get to and I'll comment on as I read that far. But Firestorm's composed of Raymond and this Russian Mikhail. So that's quite interesting. Then it, it, it develops and becomes like a fire, fire elemental and eventually passes on. But Jason Rush, that's it. There was the new Firestorm. Jason Rush, that's how it happened. 
Yep. So anyway, that's about as good as I can do a character thing because, as you know, <laughs> I'm not overly big in DC. Like, um, so Firestorm was awesome, and it felt almost like a pilot. I don't know how you feel, but it felt more like a pilot than what they did with the Flash. Yeah, and Arrow. Yeah, I would, I would kind of agree with you there, and I'm pretty sure that they could pull off a Firestorm show. Oh, 100%. It seems strong enough. And the fact that they've got the two of them plus the crossover possibilities with Arrow and Flash, it just it would make sense to not at least try, a, even if they do one season and say that's all they intended to do, you know? Mm, yeah. um, so I, I'm excited for all the possibilities. What was it, 11 shows me and you worked out the other night that we could end up by in a few years with from DC? Yeah, you could. Oh, just tons of them. And I'll, I'll happily watch them all. I'm even going to try and watch iZombie. I, zombie. I don't think that'll be part of the universe. I think that'll be. No, more. no, I know that. I know. Um, I think that I don't even think that was DC Comics. Like that was by I think it was, it was Vertigo or something. Vertigo, yeah. yeah. Um, whereas I think Constantine is DC now. I think it was New Fifty Two for a while as well. Um, yeah, Constantine's in the in the DC. Yeah. So anyway, um, unless you've got anything else this week, Andy, we'll just wrap up. Uh, nope, nothing else. So um, that was us this week. Hopefully next week Ross will be back from his uh, journey, uh, whatever he is, the mountains, looking for Razago, or was he in Bloodhaven? <laughs> we won't know till he returns. So um, for myself and Andy, that's good night, listeners. But Andy, um, as always, where can the listeners find you when you're not over here covering the DC? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Are you going to finish that sentence? <laughs> But yeah, no, you can find me over on the Marvel side of things on Agents of Shieldcast, which mm-hmm. uh, if you're listening to this on allgames.com, you'll find it just immediately after uh, Stalin Tech Video finishes. Um, otherwise, you can find it on uh, Stitcher and iTunes. Um, uh, you can also find me on 42 Level 1, uh, where we talk about games. Lots of games. Um, you can find us on allgames.com every Tuesday, 4.30 Eastern, 9.30 Greenwich Mean Time, 1.30 Pacific, and over on 42level1.com for all the episodes and reviews and stuff. Awesome. And uh, get us here in Starling City Radio over at Starling Radio. Um, we also sometimes, when Ross is not kidnapped by rebels or whatever he's doing, you know, um, we do a show called Rebels Cast UK. And uh, it's usually on Geeky Antics, um, depending on what night Ross and you are both free. And if not, you can get us on the feed. Um, we've done an interview with John Jackson Miller just before Christmas, which was awesome. And uh, you can get us at Rebelscast UK on Twitter. So, yeah, if you've got anything about Flash, uh, Arrow, DC in general, do you like Gotham? What are you thinking of it? Get us at Starling Radio on Twitter and we'll get back to you or mention you on the show. Um, like I said, we'll be back next week. I can't guarantee you who will be hosting with me, but I'll definitely be there. So dig the dig, folks, and don't fool your city. Thanks for listening. Bye now. Bye <laughs> now.